0: Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Voices carry, pipes clang, and footsteps perforate my thoughts whenever it seems I've finally found a moment to myself. You would think that someone without a family would have no trouble finding quiet time, but you'd be wrong. This city doesn't give a shit about your quiet time, your personal space, or your sanity, really. It squeezes you and smushes you into proximity with strangers whom you have no choice but to become acquainted with. So you call them co-workers, roommates, fellow commuters, and whatever other label helps you explain being trapped with people you couldn't care less about. Somewhere along the line, someone made people believe that you could feel all alone in a city full of people, and I've often wondered... Bitch where? Point me to that place. Take me to that magical fortress of solitude because I would love to be alone for once. So this is me, cracking the piggy bank I fed for months to put down security and first month's rent on my very own place, by myself, for the first time in my life. To go from sharing a room in a foster home to sharing a room in a college dorm to sharing an apartment with three other people it feels good to finally get a place all alone. Like I'm finally free. Well, as soon as I actually find the place to be free. To be honest, I didn't anticipate this part being as hard as it's been. I mean, first there was the neighborhood to consider, then walking distance to the train, and then how clean the building is, and then how thin the walls are. Basically, I've had to kiss a lot of frogs, but I'm hoping this new place is my apartment prince in spite of the fact that I found it on Steph's List. Now I know what you're thinking, Steph's List is really sketchy. I thought so too, but I kept hearing about people having good experiences and I'm desperate to find a place. So I decided to give Steph's List a shot. Why not? The building was nothing to write home about, but it wasn't in the worst condition I'd ever seen. Pre-war with way too much tile in all the places, but one thing was for sure, it looked especially clean. So I found myself checking to see if this apartment could live up to the immaculate pictures. I walked up the marble stairs into the vestibule and the door closed behind me, sealing off all outside noise and sealing in all inside air. Mental note, I would definitely need an air purifier for the winter months. It is an old building after all. The type of building where the doors are so heavy you have to put some bass in your knock or no one would ever know you were there. I knocked on the landlord's door with all the base my fists could stand for what felt like five minutes before figuring nobody was available to show me the apartment. I had double-checked the apartment number before knocking. I had the right door, but no one was home. (sighs) I sighed and turned to head back out the door. Are you Regina? Came the voice from behind me. I hadn't even heard that heavy door open, but when I turned back around, there was a slender, curious man looking at me. Yeah, I'm Regina. I'm here to see that one-bedroom that was advertised on Steph's list. I offer to shake hands, and the clamminess of his palm immediately makes me regret it. Suddenly, I'm aware of how pale he is. Is he sick? That might explain why it took him so long to answer the door, but I do not want his germs. I pull my hand back, maybe too abruptly. No one ever accused me of having exemplary social graces. Yeah, well, uh, I'm Steve. I'm the landlord here. I'm a bit old school, but I know all my tenants, and we don't have any problems. The apartment is on the fourth floor, and there's no elevator, but I'd be happy to show it to you, he says. I noticed something off about his posture before agreeing to follow him up the stairs to the fourth floor. Is he taller than me? Does he have a bad back? Stop dissecting people and focus on the apartment, Regina. marble and wood not necessarily the type of materials you'd associate with soundproofing but as we walked up the open central stairway to the fourth floor we didn't make a sound there were two apartments on each floor and when we reached 4b mine potentially i felt my heart rate pick up would i find one more thing to set me right back to square one on the apartment hut i wouldn't the place was ollie perfect For a building I would have never looked at twice walking by on the street, the apartment itself was... perfect. Freshly painted a subtle blue that seemed to be attempting to bring the sky in from outside. Fully furnished to feel like a finished room, but not so overly decorated you'd be uncomfortable sitting down. No, the living room called for me to sit down. The kitchen wanted me to cook. The bedroom? I'm certain I could sleep all day. It was like this apartment was designed for me. If you don't like the furniture, it can be taken out, but otherwise it comes with the apartment, Steve said. I must have stopped breathing because I caught myself taking a breath to reply. No, this is just... great. Perfect, actually. That works too, but just so you know, if at any point you change your mind and you can't find space with any furniture you bring in, it can always be taken out. Oh, I don't have any furniture to bring. This even saves me from having to buy a bed, I said. What, your husband doesn't have a favorite chair? It's just me. No husband, kids, or dog, even. Well, what about extended family? Surely you have a table from a grandmother or somebody who handed it down? I don't have a family. I snapped. As soon as I reacted, I regretted it. I'm sorry, I recovered. It really is just me. I apologize, Steve said, his eyes seeking a safe place to land. "'How about this? If you really like the place, I'll skip the credit check, "'and with security and first month, you can move in as soon as possible,' he offered. "'Really? I could move in tomorrow if I wanted to. "'I'd heard that you're supposed to play cool about these kinds of things, "'but this place was too... me. "'It was too perfect to risk letting someone else snatch up. "'Well, yeah, I can rush the lease and have it ready for you "'with the keys tomorrow afternoon,' he said.' I was choking back tears. Was this really happening? This was really happening, my very own place, all by myself, tomorrow. Steve must have misread the look on my face because his became sorrowful. Listen, all my relatives are long gone too. I know how lonely it can get. I'm right downstairs and I'm always looking for a partner for Bitwist if you ever want some company. He placed his hand on my shoulder in an effort to console me? I tried not to pull away, but something about the look in his eye was giving me more than consolation. Thanks, I said, but I don't get lonely. Actually, I love being alone. As the words left my mouth, Steve's cool, moist hand landed on my shoulder, his eyes gazing into mine as he said, it's okay, no one should ever be lonely. The next day managed to feel almost anticlimactic. I'd done all this work, saving and hunting, and the actual moving just included me packing my clothes into three suitcases, one of them just being shoes, and having a cab drop me off at my new address. I tried to keep all interaction with Steve to a minimum after yesterday's overshare. Good boundaries make good neighbors or something like that. And he must have sensed my desire for distance because, outside of helping to bring my bags up, he made himself pretty scarce. I was deciding whether I should introduce myself to my next-door neighbor when it occurred to me that I hadn't seen any of my neighbors. I'd never even heard any of my neighbors, for that matter. The only other person I came across in the entire building was Steve. He wasn't exactly someone I wanted to become further acquainted with. And I also didn't want to run the risk of having another nosy person bothering me when I really just wanted to be alone. But something tugged at me. Maybe it was curiosity, or maybe just having such a quiet home to retreat to allowed me to feel comfortable enough to reach out. Before I could talk myself out of it, I went out to the hallway and knocked at my neighbor's door. I still hadn't become accustomed to such heavy doors. I barely heard the first knock myself. I tried again, knocking harder. It was great to know that anyone wanting to disturb me would have a really hard time doing so, but my hand was also starting to hurt. Finally, I used the heel of my hand to bang on the door and I was surprised to hear the thud echo. Maybe no one lived next door after all. How many of these apartments were actually occupied? Five floors? Ten units? There's no way the only people living here were Steve and me, right? A loud hiss startled me out of my thoughts. It must have gotten cold outside because the steam from the boiler was bumping around through the pipes. I guess there's one sound no building can avoid, especially not old ones. Resigned to inquire about my neighbors later, I head back to my apartment and shut the door behind me. I was suddenly glad to have the heat coming up. I hadn't realized a chill had settled in my apartment. I was pretty sure I didn't leave a window open, and while the building is old, I had to say it was sealed tight. No air was getting in, no air was getting out. At least not through any cracks. I had to give it to Steve. He might be creepy, but he knew how to maintain a building. Nevertheless, I was now uncomfortably chilly. Shivering, I headed into my bedroom, climbed under the comforter and in between the pillows, and decided to order takeout and watch game shows until I warmed up enough to get back up. At least, that was the plan. I must have been tired. The day must have affected me more than I realized, because... Before I knew I'd dozed off, I found myself being woken up. Limbs and head heavy, I rolled over into my comforter and started to doze back to sleep. Regina. The faint sound of my name stopped me from drifting back to La La Land. Was my food here? How did they get into my apartment? No one should have come into my apartment. Regina. Get out. The breath of my ears shot me up from my sleep, my eyes darting around my bedroom to see who might be there. Hello? Who's there? I call out, but there's no answer. I fall out of my bed and wobble around my apartment to see if anyone had come in. My front door was still closed and locked. No one in the living room. The kitchen and bathroom were all clear. Was I feeling lightheaded? My legs were so hard to keep under me. Regina. My heart sank. They were back in my bedroom. How did they get past me? Why was anyone in my home? All I ever wanted was to be left alone. I tried to compose myself. Someone knew I'd just moved in, and now they decided to fuck with me. Some way to welcome your neighbor. I go to my kitchen and grab a knife. If someone's gonna try me, I'm gonna make sure they think twice next time. I composed myself enough to stagger towards my bedroom and lunge inside. It's empty, just like I left it, with the TV running. Except, were the people on my screen looking at me? I walk across the room, eyes fixed on the TV, and I could almost swear that people on the screen were looking back at me, family game show contestants abandoning their game to watch my every move. But this is impossible, right? He's going to kill you, Regina, a woman on the blue team said. I dropped to my knees the knife falling by my side. In that moment, my entire body felt the weight of itself. What is this? What is happening? I cried. Why me? Get out. The TV went black. All sounds ceased, and it was so quiet I couldn't tell if sound stopped happening or if I just lost the ability to hear it. I scrambled to my feet, sobbing, grabbed the knife and my jacket, Was Steve gonna try to kill me? Had he killed the other people who lived here too? I pried open my front door and let the railing guide me down the stairs. Down to the third floor, down to the second floor, down to the first floor. Where are you going, Regina? There he was, waiting for me in the lobby. I ordered takeout, I said, wiping my face. I just wanted to see whether my food was here yet. I inched forward, step by step, With each word, slowly shortening the distance between me and freedom. With a knife, he asked. You know, I walked out so quickly, I didn't realize I had it in my hand. I chuckled, placing my foot on the last step, mere feet away from the front door. They must have scared you. I'm sorry, we don't meet new people that often. I don't know what you're talking about, I said, as I ran towards the door of the vestibule. I heard it. I didn't know what I'd heard until I felt it. The impact caved my back in and knocked the wind out of me as I slammed into the door. I looked down to see my own blood beginning to pool on the penny tile floor. I turned to face him and saw the gun pointed at me. Had he been holding that gun the whole time? Give me the knife, Regina. Stay back, I yelled. Leave me alone. I'll go. I swear. I'll just go and never tell anyone what happened, but please just let me go, I pleaded. I must have been losing a lot of blood. Legs that were already hard to move folded under me. All the energy in my body was focused on holding up the knife in my right hand. I can't let you go, Regina. You belong here, he said as he walked towards me. Look at how tired you are. Give me the knife and come rest. He grabbed me and dragged my limp body out to the middle of the lobby. And that's when I saw them. Looking up the stairway that wound its way up to the top floor, I saw my neighbors. Couples. Elderly, children, all standing around the railing looking at us, looking at me, staring at me with a sad disappointment over their faces. I saw the woman who tried to warn me, looking over the rail by my apartment. What is this place? It's your new home. Once you stop struggling, you'll never be lonely again. You're going to trap me here? For all eternity, you can stay in your room forever. Stay with us forever. Stay with me forever. He pulled my limp body into his arms and started to strangle me. Never be lonely again. The idea of it infuriated me. The anger sped my heart rate up. What blood I had left was hot, and I sent this last surge of energy through the knife and into his chest. He staggered back, gasping. What have you done? You cannot keep me here, I cried. You will let me go. You will let all of us go. You don't understand, he said. I can't undo it. We'll never have a new friend again. Good, I said. I rolled onto my back and looked at the other trapped souls. Good night.